Hello, everybody. Dave from Opposing the Matrix. Showing up in all my glory. Um, I was going to get all gussied up and stuff, you know, at least comb my hair for this. But uh, there's a reason why it's not combed. <clears throat> and I look a mess. Um, that reason is that a um, bunch of us over here came down with what they're dubbing Omicron. Okay. I've had flus that were worse than Omicron. Okay. <clears throat> they give it a list of, um, you know, what I felt. <clears throat> you have to forgive me because my voice all of a sudden goes to Rod Stewart once in a while. So I'll have to cough and, <clears throat> and straighten that out. So um, anyway, fever, highest 101. It stayed usually in the 99 range. That is the low-grade fever, okay? Aches and pains, chills. So far, I'm describing the flu, okay? Um, I did not lose my sense of smell, my sense of taste. Uh, nobody that I know of, uh, except for maybe one person, lost their taste, and I don't know how how accurate that, um, <clears throat> that news is, considering. But... Um, Anyway, I'm trying to think. It wasn't quite eventful. I'm very tired. It started out very tired. I think the day before I actually felt it, I was, um, I, I just slept a lot that day, which, you know, with me, I sleep a lot anyway. So but I just felt drawn and everything. And well, anyway, um, fever's gone. Praise the Lord. So I would say within two days, I, I should be safe to be around. Um, I'll wear a mask anyway for a little while just to play it safe. Um, not to protect me, but to protect other people. Okay. I still think it was the flu. I think this whole thing has been the flu. Uh, different grades of the flu, but the flu. Um, although I do side on the side of um, a lot of scientists out there that's saying this was a bioweapon that was um, that was commissioned by um, <clears throat> Antonio Fauci and uh, his minions and that um it was unleashed upon the world and there's a lot of good evidence for that so <clears throat> maybe it was just a more violent flu i don't know but all i know is there was nothing to write home about people were kept call are you okay are you yes i'm fine just leave me alone um yeah so anyway that's that's what's been going on right here that's why we weren't on monday night okay monday night i think was my second or third night with that and um we had a visitor over here um who had been around a lot of other people up in the ski area up uh, the mountain here and um they didn't know they had anything and when they returned back to their home and got tested yes they had covid um the test can't determine if you have covid or any anyway you know so what's the big deal but um we've had people relatives actually you know why didn't you go get tested well here's the deal they list here they list a whole bunch of things on the internet what the um, signs and symptoms are and if you match those signs and symptoms you probably got that okay the problem is that the signs and symptoms are the same that you'd have for the flu except well i've actually had colds where i've lost my taste and smell so 
Um, and the cold is the um, supposedly the coronavirus, a variant of it. Um, so, you know, take take that for what you will. Um, so anyway, that was going on. And um, then uh, we, um, I went to use the computer the other day. <laughs> and it's a comedy of errors. Um, because I use... Well, I don't have one hand. Here it is. This is another one I've got. I got two now. I have to have two. It's um, called a jetpack, and I've showed it to you before. But um, anyway, uh, we have to use that to get any sort of high-speed internet around here. Otherwise, I'm on 3G. Um, except for my phone, my you know my data is is still uh, 4G. But <clears throat> you know that's um, that's neither here nor there. But Anyway, so we're stuck using this. So because of that, since it's Wi-Fi, I have to have Wi-Fi on my computer. Well, I use a, a computer here that's a desktop. It's a tower, mini tower. And um, most of those are the older ones because I always buy older computers to fix them up. I'm too cheap to go out and buy a new computer. I save a lot of money that way. But anyway, um the one that I had prior to this, which was giving me trouble, did not have a Wi-Fi card. So I went to, I ordered one online. It was a USB Wi-Fi card. And I um, I put it in. <laughs> I used to have the computer down here um, on the floor because, you know, we're in a trailer right now uh, to do the show anyway. And, um, and my leg kept hitting it while I broke it. So it was on a Monday a few weeks ago that I said, okay, I got to take care of this. I got to be on the air tonight. So I drove up to Best Buy up in Eugene and I got a, uh, another USB, a uh, little more streamlined and stuff, figuring out, well, well, <laughs> I guess I got a knack for breaking USB Wi-Fi um, devices because the way the computer was situated, I always had to plug it in the front and my leg would always brush up against it. I'm a bigger guy and there's not a lot of room in this place so um trying to stretch out i feel my leg brushing i was like oh no not again please lord um so um so i destroyed the second one and then the computer that i was using wasn't um i couldn't use it because they didn't have the usb <clears throat> i had a card for um to put in the computer and then all of a sudden the computer every time not every time but a lot of times when i pushed the power button nothing would happen and i'm like oh come on really been this computer for like four years um i guess that's pretty good but um so i i always keep a spare or two you know i fix them up and then i put them on the shelf just in case and because i know murphy was an optimist and if anything bad can happen it will um i know that doesn't sound like i have a lot of faith but you know we were living in a fallen world and bad things happen in fallen worlds but um so anyway i had this and i had it tweak it a lot and take the old drives out of the old one, put them in here, um, the whole nine yards. And uh, so I finally got everything up and running uh, so I could do this show tonight because I promised everybody last week that we would be on Monday night. We weren't there and we really had no way of letting you know. And uh, I haven't gotten any mail from anybody, but um, a lot of times I'll, I'll get emails. Are you okay? You know, stuff like that. Well, yeah, we're okay. And I apologize for, uh, for not um, letting people know, but you know, this thing came upon me um, and I really had no say in the matter. 
So, um, anyway, I got some notes here jotted down, things I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> Boy, I'll tell you, um, the only way we can get uh, decent television is to have these these things, like I showed you, or we have some um, data plans on our our phones for hotspots and. Um, but those go pretty quick. You wouldn't believe how fast 60 gigabytes goes or 30 or 20 or even 150. This card I'm using right or thing I'm using right now is 150. And it'll be up just in a few weeks, you know, if that. And that's not me getting on and researching and stuff like that, which I'll be doing very little of. Um, as a matter of fact, I've tried to scale the show down a little bit to where I'm not using a lot of bandwidth uh, so that when I upload, it'll upload faster and um, we'll take up all the bandwidth and use up all the, the data on this thing and everything. So it's a, it's a real mess. And CenturyLink is taking their sweet time. Um, if you're a real loser, go to work for CenturyLink if you're an engineer. Um, losers, all of them, as far as I know. The only decent person I ever met with, uh, he doesn't work there anywhere, I think. Um, John, his name was John Fassler, excellent guy. You could call him up and he had the answer for everything. Um, and he'd let you know if things were coming down the pike. It was, <laughs> but he's way up in Crawfordsville in that area, and I'm way down here, so it doesn't really do me any good. And I don't think he works there anymore anyway. So um, <clears throat> I've been told for the last two months that the engineers are working on it and that, well, we have a, a situation here where um, the, uh, the bandwidth isn't very good. And since a lot of people are staying home and working from home and stuff, especially in this area, um, it's using up a lot of the bandwidth. So they had to install uh, fiber optics or bigger fiber optics line uh, way down the road and, um, and they're taking their time doing it. <clears throat> and you know why it is? It's because we're just a community of about maybe 20 or 30 houses up here on the mountain. And we're not a big neighborhood down, downtown that, you know, that could cause them trouble by complaining. So um, anyway, if you ever move anywhere and you have CenturyLink and another option, choose the other option, okay? I'm just speaking as somebody that has put up with their garbage for years, and now it's getting even worse. So I don't know when we're going to have CenturyLink. Um, <laughs> I'm told that tomorrow they're supposed to go out and come out and install, but I'll bet you anything when I end this broadcast – and they look on CenturyLink, it's going to say <clears throat> it's going to be moved up two weeks or moved back two weeks, I should say. It's a better way to put it. But um, anyway, that's just life. You want to live in what's close to paradise, you know, you have to, you have to sacrifice some things, I guess. But uh, I don't like sacrificing Internet. I haven't had to put up with it, but I don't have to like it. So... Um, Anyway, I was going to look at my little list of things to talk about. And, uh, ooh, look at that. It's not such a little list when I do that. I got the big, uh, the big monitor again. So, all right. Like I said, we came down with whatever this is. <coughs> I still think it's a variant of the flu. Nobody's ever going to convince me otherwise. And I think that, um, uh, the, um, the whole COVID thing is a weaponized flu bug. So anyway, <clears throat> and if the science is telling me something, then I'm not going to believe it anyway. Um, 
Yeah, I was going to say I, the whole thing I went into about the um, the internet was that um, when we lived in our other place, we would um, watch uh, whatever we wanted to. We could watch uh, we watched lots of YouTube, um, and we could get on the Rumble and we watched that and um, lots of neat stuff. You know, you could watch things on the Discovery Channel that we thought were appropriate. And we didn't have to put up with all the garbage that's on regular TV. My goodness. I can see why people are so brainwashed nowadays. You know, it's everything is COVID-19. Everything. You know, the commercials are COVID-19. The news is COVID-19. Um, public service messages are all COVID-19. Um, no wonder these COVID idiots, these, um, these COVID people, you know, the ones that believe it. Are, um, are so brainwashed. My goodness, it's drawn dim to them the whole time they're awake. And imagine if you listen to the radio at night while you're sleeping. My goodness, you get it 24 hours a day. Um, except for maybe in the shower, but uh, who knows? <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, very interesting. And, and other stuff, too. I mean, there's commercials now with, with, with gays, and there's commercials with lesbians, and there's commercials with you know, uh, blended families, the two fathers and kids and two mothers and kids and everything else. And it's, my goodness, it's Sodom Gomorrah on TV. It really is. And it's, it's frightening. It really is. And um, I know a lot of you probably don't even watch TV and that's a good thing. Um, I really do think that's a good thing. And uh, you're not, you're not missing much. You're, you're, um, you're blessed if you don't watch regular commercial television. And, uh, man, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is, you know, just in about five or six years since we quit watching television, that kind of television. Um, it's gone totally down the drain. I mean, it was spinning around the toilet bowl when we were watching it. And now, gee whiz, it's, it's down the drain and halfway to the sewage treatment plant. Um, terrible. Just, just terrible. And... Um, I like to kind of coin a new phrase. Maybe others have thought of it, but I want this show to be known as anti-hype. Okay. Um, I consider hype to be what these idiots are out there doing. You know, like I just explained on television, everything's COVID. Everything's, you know, you got to love the gays. You got to love the lesbians. You got to, you know, you got to love everything that's wrong and hate what's right. And there's a scripture about that. <laughs> what are those who call evil good and good evil? Um, and woe is a pretty uh, expressive term in scripture. It just means, you know, your day's coming and uh, get ready. Okay. So it's all bovine scatology. It's all BS. It's, you know, it's uh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, so to speak. And the people aren't complaining about it. And I said a long time ago, I said years ago, that there's a divide coming between the sheeps and the goats, the, um, you know, the, the good people and the bad people, the righteous people and the unrighteous, the, the wheat and the, and the um, I wanted to say chaff, that's not right, the wheat and the tares. <clears throat> and because um, all indications are not that tares have grown up. And Yeshua said that you leave the tares with the wheat until they both grow up together, and then you separate the tares from the wheat. Otherwise, you're going to pull the wheat up too. Well, let me tell you, the uh, the tares are ripe with the wheat. 
and um, if the field is already white with with uh, for harvest, it's it's there. Okay, we got to start taking advantage of this and uh, working what we're supposed to be doing. <clears throat> um, okay, I talked about that. Um, the big hype and my anti-hype is going to be that uh, that's all I heard lately is how this variant is so bad. This um, <clears throat> Omicron is the worst so far that thousands of people are going to the hospital. And all indications are that it is spreading like wildfire. <clears throat> but it's not as bad. And if regular COVID back in its day, <laughs> a year ago, was 99.99 something percent uh, survivable, and this is less virulent, then it's it's super survivable. And let me let me tell you a little something here. I've got I don't have the best medical history in the world. I'm overweight. Some would say morbidly. I don't know. It's my doctor's term. I don't know. Um. You know, I've got my AFib problem. I've um, my breathing isn't the best in the world. I've got asthma. Um, so if this thing was as virulent as they said it was, it would have taken me out the first two days. And it's not. It's not. It's it's. I'm here, right here. Um, you know, I I didn't go anywhere. I didn't die. I'm not in a hospital on a respirator. Um, if that's one of the choices, I'm just staying home. <laughs> Whatever happens here happens. But, um, you know, I put this sweatshirt on to uh, to stay warm. And now I'm kind of regretting it. But um, uh, it's just, I don't know, folks. I um, I was watching. We, we are able to get YouTube um, in 3G. It's not the best YouTube in the world, but we are able to watch it. And I was... Um, Robert F. Kennedy has got a book out. It's called The Real Fauci. And I'm really sorry that I didn't buy it a few weeks ago because it's, it's out of print right now. So, I mean, it's um, it, it's run out. So, I mean, it's been so popular, you can't get them anywhere. But I'm going to get it first chance I get because it really exposes Fauci for who he is. <clears throat> the guy's a sociopath, not even a sociopath. He's a psychopath, folks. He's um, He's bad news. He really is. You talk about a son of perdition. This guy is the son of perdition. And um, I don't know. Talk about the false prophet of revelation. My goodness. It's like everything he predicts about, about diseases happens. Well, yeah, if you're making them, you know, if you're paying people to, to make them more virulent uh, against people, yeah. Yeah, you can predict that it's going to. He said in 2017 that President Trump in his presidency, his first four years, was going to have to deal with a worldwide pandemic. Okay. Why Trump didn't say, okay, what do you have planned? I want it to stop right now. I have no idea why that didn't happen. It should have. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I think Trump was a little too trusting. And I think I was a little too trusting of Trump, too. But that's another story for another day. But, um, I'm not saying that I don't like the guy, but uh, there's some questions I have. That's all. And if he ran again, I'd vote for him. But um, I don't know. If he runs against um, 
the uh, governor of Florida. Uh, the governor of Florida's got my vote. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to run, but uh, so yeah, you know the uh, the joint pain has been terrible with this thing. You know, it's one day I woke up uh, this morning and my my upper back was hurting. Uh, right now, my hips are hurting. <laughs> uh, my knees are hurting. You know, it's just. It's weird. I just wish it would either work itself from the top to the bottom or from the bottom to the top and just go away. But it seems to be going here, 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 here. So, but I'm not complaining. You know, I really not. I'm just showing you what one of the symptoms is. And um, I want to cough. The cough was the, the, the worst thing, I think. And that's kind of abated now. Um, the only reason I cough on the air here is so I can... <clears throat> kind of clear my throat a little bit so I can talk and don't sound like Rod Stewart. Never liked Rod Stewart that much. <clears throat> and now I sound like him to some degree. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that Fauci's a pretty nasty character. Um, son of Satan, of course. And um, I don't know if you notice this. Um, get online. You can Google this real easy. Um, if you want to use Google, you can go to DuckDuckGo if you want. But um, Google pictures of Mussolini, Benito Mussolini, and look at his face really carefully. If you were to take Fauci and put him in a, um, an Italian uh, dictator's uniform from the 1940s, you would have Mussolini. Which makes me wonder, is Fauci a descendant of Mussolini? You know, hey. You know, um, I'm not saying that he is, but I'm saying that it wouldn't surprise me, okay? Because all these people are starting to take on aspects of characters in the Third Reich or in fascist Italy or fascist France. You got Macron over there to calling people that won't take the shot, enemies of the state, uh, traitors. Uh, I was listening to, um, oh, Rev... Um, I can't remember his name. He um, He's a Jewish uh, doctor. <clears throat> I think he's a rabbi too. But um, he was talking and he says, <clears throat> oh, no, no. I was listening to um, a German guy talk. And the German guy said was talking about how um, the Austrians <clears throat> are starting to really turn authoritarianism towards authoritarianism. They're clamping down and talking about putting unvaccinated people in um, some kind of lockdown. And the German guy said, now this is from a German guy. He says, back in the 1930s, another Austrian rose, rose from Austria, or um, another dictator rose from Austria. And we all know what he did. So um, the Germans are starting to recognize it. By the way, um, there was a guy, his last name was Noach, N-O-A-C-K, um, Adri, um, I don't care, I remember his name, his first name, but very um, intelligent uh, German doctor. Uh, <clears throat> I don't mean physical doctor, but, you know, physics and stuff like that. And he was explaining that um, these um, <clears throat> little nanoparticles that are, and they are in there, that are in the uh, jab are um, really um, microbiotic razor blades he was showing how they work and 
<clears throat> and if you look at it and um, and you pay attention to them, you can see why everybody's getting blood clots. Well, these things are the razor blades that are going around in your arteries and they're nicking here and nicking there and, you know, cutting out pieces of small pieces of artery here and there. Those pieces are all starting to accumulate in one area. And yeah, bam, you got an embolism and um, then you have a heart attack or a stroke. Okay. And while he was doing the video, there was a bang on the door and it was the German police. And all of a sudden, folks, I felt like I was a Jew in Germany in the 19, late 1930s or early 1940s. Because you heard the bang on the door, and, a, and Germans never do anything quietly. Okay, they didn't say, open up the door, this is the police, you know. It was, rah, 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 you know, and, uh, and uh, you know, finally they break the door in, and they arrest the guy, and guess what? Four days later, he's dead. Um, so he was getting really near the truth, okay? They don't kill people that are near the that aren't near the truth. They always kill people that have a, um, an element of the truth in what they're trying to say. So uh, I think this is going to research um, is going to show that this guy was correct in his assertion. That's one of the many things that the shot does. Okay. Oops. I mean the jab. And, um, you know, someday when this is all over with, if I'm still alive and this all comes out, you know, because it could take 20, 30 years to come out. <laughs> Jeez. That make me 92, 93, and I, I don't, in this world, no, sorry. Um, it's all going to come out, and it's and people are going to see just what this government has done, what these criminals have done, these psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, and everything that are working for this government. And for governments around the world and for the new world order and for the Illuminati and for for all these, uh, the Masons and everything else. And and it's all going to come to pass. And I think that by that time, it's probably going to be judgment time. And and it will come to pass because those people are going to all be gathered. And there's going to be a finger that points and it's going to say, you, 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 you. Not pointing at you folks, okay? Um, this is futuristic. Um over that way. That's where the lake of fire is. Get in line. Start going. And um, that's going to be a terrible time. I don't want to be there when that happens. Because there were some people that were alive on earth that I knew that are probably going to go there. And um, because I had Yeshua in my heart, I really had a feeling for those people. You know, uh, love that passes all understanding that only God can give you. And it'll hurt to see those people sent off like that. But that's their um, that's a, a fate of their own making, okay. So it's been unusually warm here. It's like it was almost sixty degrees here, and it's what January twelfth. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm not complaining. Don't get me wrong. After having a few feet of snow the other about a week and a half ago, um, it's very unusual though. It's uh, kind of neat, sort of. Um, oh goodness. You know, when you, you go to get on this thing and you have all these things in your head, what you're going to say, and um, someday I'm going to get smart and write it down. 
So they're saying that this Omicron is sending a lot of people to the hospital. You know, I think that's media hype. And if they're going to the hospital, why wouldn't they? You know, you're telling them that Omicron is a terrible thing. And if they have these symptoms, they have it. You know, and you've instilled so much fear into the population that the minute they think that they're coming down with something that's COVID-related, yeah, they're going to run to the hospital. Okay? Um, it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy with these with these idiots, which what they've done. You know, it's um, <clears throat> you create the crisis, then you perpetuate the crisis, then you call it a crisis. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. I'm sorry. I'm really trying to hold my voice together here. Um, let's see. So I don't think it's as virulent as its uh, predecessor. Um, yeah, sending people to the hospital, people that don't know any better and are scared. And I can't blame them. You know, fear does a lot of things to people. And this, we're living a culture of fear nowadays. You know, we're, um, you know, you got you to gotta do what Big Brother tells you to do. You got to watch what you talk to your neighbors about because they might turn you in. Um, you know, it was, um, we, we had a, um, a dealing with a relative and um, that relative, um, when we told them that we weren't feeling good, right away we had COVID. Okay. And why didn't you test? Well, like I said, if you, if you're going down the list and everything that you have is on that list and you probably got it right. Um, no need to test. It's, um, it's just deduction, <laughs> plain and simple deduction. Okay. Um, if, if I run into a tree and there's red stuff running down my face, yeah, I've got a laceration of my face. There's, I don't have to go to a doctor to find it out. I have to go to a doctor to get it fixed. But with this variant or whatever it is, you know, it's, if you, oh, that's another thing I got to tell you about. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Um, you don't have to do anything. You just stay home and take care of yourself. Well, one of the things that we did, actually we did a couple of things. Um, I went down to a place. I'm not going to say where it was or what it was, where I could get um, ivermectin. And I did quite a bit of research to figure out um, what to do when I got the ivermectin because, uh, you know, it's a poison and I didn't want to poison any of my family or anything. And um, so, yeah, it's a veterinary product. Okay. But everything has a milligrams per milliliter, especially if it's a liquid. It has a um, concentration, uh, like 10 milligrams per milliliter. And that's what this was. Okay. Now, you know, if I was giving it to a horse, I would draw it up in a big syringe and give it to him sub, sub, um, you know, intramuscularly. Um, but what we did is we uh, we just measured out um, one milliliter, which was 10 milligrams, took that for five, once a day for five days in juice. And uh, I think it really made a difference. I really do. Um, I'm not telling people to go out and do that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not prescribing. I'm not a pharmacist. I'm not telling you what to do that way, but I've worked in pharmacy for a number of years. I mean, that doesn't make me a pharmacist, but I know concentrations. I know how to do pharmacy math. And hey, our last dose was two days ago, and I'm talking. I'm talking on this thing. And um, 
I didn't kill us. Uh, it wasn't as dangerous as everybody was talking about. Oh, oh you you wouldn't believe something. Oh, you should never give animal meds to a, to a um, to a human. Well, what about the reverse? We give them amoxicillin. We give them penicillin and everything else. It, no, it's not the drug. It's the concentration. Okay. Um, in some cases, it could be a drug. There's some drugs that aren't tolerated in humans or that are tolerated in animals. Okay. I'm not saying that all drugs like that are okay. But um, if I know that they give ivermectin to people that have um, parasites, that's another thing I got to bring up. Um, and it works, then I know it's safe to use in humans, right? Again, depending on the concentration. So um, when I was picking it up, I talked to somebody, and I, because they said, well, what are you using it for? And I went, uh, horses. <laughs> I didn't know who they were, you know. And um, so I, she goes, she looks at me with a smile. She goes, you're using it for COVID-19, aren't you? <laughs> And I says, yeah. And if she would have given me a hard time, I would have went somewhere else for it. But she goes, you know, she says, my father came down with COVID-19. She says, and and we gave it to him, and he got better faster. And uh, we all took it as prophylaxis, and uh, none of us got sick. And I went, oh. And I said, do you mind telling me what the dose was? Yeah, 10 milligrams per milliliter. I mean, excuse me, 10 milligrams or one milliliter once a day for five days in some kind of juice. Or so. You don't want to just squirt it in your mouth. It's nasty. Uh, the juice really helps. But um, <clears throat> anyway, I'm still alive. I'd do it again if I had to. And if I knew my family was in trouble, I'd find a way to get it, even if it was against the law. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, technically, it's not a lawful thing to do, but you know, I don't see the FDA stationing troops outside a um, every animal feed store in the United States trying to intercept people that are buying this stuff. And if they can experiment on me with the stupid experimental vaccine or biological weapon, I like to call it, then I can experiment on myself. I don't care what they think. And um, this is why I don't post stuff on YouTube because that would get me kicked off right away. Well, anyway, um, here's another interesting thing that happened and I hope I don't gross you out. Okay, I really don't want to do that. But I have had lots of digestive problems, lots of them. Okay, and <clears throat> I didn't know what caused them. And um, so we started taking the ivermectin. And one morning I went in and had my habit. And I looked and there was a worm laying there. It wasn't food because a lot of docs, oh, yeah, it was just some food you ate the day before. Well, if that was food or vegetables I ate the day before, I was eating worms. Um, anyway, clear as day, laying in there, okay? So I probably had a parasite or parasites, um, which I have no more. Now I had something called leaky gut, which is a real nuisance, and I won't go into what that is. You could look it up if you want to. Um but I spent a lot of time in the banyo. Um, <clears throat> and ever since I used the uh, ivermectin, I don't have leaky gut anymore. So again, you tell me. All right. 
I know some scientists or some. Oh, it was just the vegetables that you ate the day before. You know, no, sorry. I know what worms look like. I've been a fisherman. I've been fishing with them for years. And these are either round worms or pinworms. I can't really tell. But um, they're gone. <clears throat> so that was a one-two punch. Okay. It helped me out a lot. And I'm still here. I'm alive. Um, so all this hype, you know, our country was founded on the principle that you could take care of yourself, that you didn't need a king or a government to take care of you, that you could live free from that, that you could live in liberty, that you could live in, again, freedom, that you could live in <clears throat> um, and be self-determinable and, um, and sovereign. Each person in, the, in America, in the America that was, you know, governed by the Constitution was a sovereign person. Okay, and we all got together to make sovereign cities and sovereign counties and sovereign states and sovereign a sovereign nation. Um, and that's what they want to take away from us. They want to take away our individuality and group as all as numbers, as classes and everything else. And I'm not going to let them do it. I'm sorry. They're not going to do it to me. Um, you know, I just, I, I won't accept it. I will not accept it. And um, <clears throat> that's why I'm trying to kind of wake people up or help people to wake up to to realize, you know, if you're mad at hell, as hell, you don't have to take it anymore. Start speaking out. Start writing to congressmen and senators and everything else, to mayors, to city councils. Go stand in front of your city council and tell them what pisses you off, you know. Um, and if there's enough of you that say the same thing, sometimes they listen. I said sometimes. <laughs> Um, now they just lock you out of there and they hold the meeting all by themselves, which is a wonderful communist thing to do. You know, a few years ago when I moved up to Oregon, I, we lived in Eugene and, uh, they had this thing, uh, uh, oh, it's, it's a, like a bus system and, um, and they, you know, it goes all over the place and they have special lanes for the bus and everything. And I can't remember the name of it right now, but <clears throat> And so they had it in part of town, and they realized, a lot of people realized, first of all, when they, they started this thing, they took land away from the people because they had to build an extra lane. Okay? Another thing is they eliminated a lane. <clears throat> okay? In many places, it was eliminated instead of taking the land. And so people in Eugene were very aware of this. And when they put it on an initiative on there um, to build it farther down, I think it was on West 11th Street or something like that, People said, no, we don't want this. Every person I talk to, because I, I, you know, I go everywhere. <laughs> and what do you think about this? Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Well, you know what? The city council knew nobody liked it. So what they did is they voted on them themselves like good little communists. And they said, no, this is what we want. And this is what we know that the city wants, the people in the city want. So this is what's going to happen. Um, Lenin and Trotsky could not have done a better job. Okay. Um, and we're, we're seeing this change, you know, this, but it's not an irreversible change. Okay. Not yet. Anyway, uh, we're seeing this change happen in our country where the Marxists are trying to take over. They've brainwashed people <clears throat> for so many years that people believe that big government would be better for us. <laughs> you know what's funny too is that the people that believe that that are my age 
back when we were young, they were telling you not to trust government. Don't trust government. The government's never out to any good. You know, uh, don't, uh, what was it? Don't trust anybody over 30. That's what it was, you know? And now they're in their 60s and their 70s. And they want everybody to trust them. What a lying pack of hypocrites. What a sack of crap, you know? It's, um, and if you could just, if you could just, I don't know, kind of like blind that part of liberalism that's in them and, and cause them to see what they've become, you know? And don't get me wrong. I was kind of like into some of that stuff. I didn't trust older people. I, um, I didn't like what the government was doing. I didn't necessarily think Vietnam was a, a good war. Um, I liked our soldiers and when they came back, I honored them, but, um, I don't necessarily think it was a good thing. And, uh, then you had people like Johnson and, and Nixon, you know, um, and all of his little escapades opening up China and, and, um, the whole Watergate thing, which he swears, he always said, I am not a crook. I am not a crook. Pretty good. Pretty good. isn't it? <laughs> I practiced that for many years. I am not a crook. And uh, anyway, it sounds even better in the earphones. Um, so, you know, we had all these hijinks from all these insane characters in government. And we, we grew up not to trust in government. And then the schmucks that were telling you not to trust in government, the hippies and the yippies and whatever they were, all got into government. And now they control government. But they're all communists, okay? So it, it was uh, what a plan, you know. I gotta, you know, I, I don't like to glorify communism or give them any credit, but when you consider the patience that they've had the last 70, 80, 90, 100 years, yeah, it's over 100 years. It was the communist the revolution, it was 1917 in Russia, right? The Bolshevik Revolution. Um, they spent all that time just gradually chipping away, you know, um, a chip a little on this foundation, chip a little on that foundation and columns that were once straight up and down are kind of like this now, you know, and they're cracking up here. They're cracking up here and, <clears throat> and they're, and the foundation's getting ready to crumble. And, but there's a way to fix that. And that's the, first of all, I think, I think the COVID, shot thing is going to fix a lot of it how do i say this without sounding like a sociopath um well i'll just tell the truth when uh, when the shots first came out it was all the libtards that were out there saying oh we got to get the shot and they got in line in droves and got that shot and then they got the second shot and then they got boosters okay they're vaccined up to the hilt trusting the government who they said don't ever trust okay unless it's a communist government then you can trust them but uh boy talk to anybody in eastern europe or russia about that and <clears throat> they'll argue with you till the end but um so we know that these shots are not good they're not beneficial they're they're um they're malicious they're um they're death bombs is what they are <clears throat> and um, there's going to come a day, it's already starting actually, where these liberals are going to start dropping like flies. Okay. 
because they were the ones that wanted to trust government. Now you got cities like New York, Philadelphia, Boston, uh, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, all run by liberals, all infested by liberals and who have taken a shot and the second shot and the boosters. And if there's another booster coming, they'll take that too. This thing destroys the immune system. It gives people AIDS. It takes away your ability to fight anything. And then anything that comes along and infects you, kills you. Okay? So, how long we're going to have to put up with liberals, I don't know. Okay? Um, were it be that this never happened, man, I'd be so happy. I don't want to see anybody die of this. Okay? But every time that I see a flaming liberal yelling at a conservative for not getting a shot or chastising a group of Christians for not getting the shot or, you know, or whatever it is. In the back of my mind, I'm like, it won't be long. It won't be long. He who endures to the end will be saved. Now, not saved like she would talk about, but saved from having to hear their garbage anymore. Okay. Um, so there may come a time in the future, in the near future, next two or three years, maybe, when <clears throat> there's going to be 20 or 30 funerals every day. And a lot of them are going to be liberals. Unfortunately, some of them are going to be conservatives who bought into the lie. <clears throat> Christians, I'm not so sure about. Um, when it comes to Christians, if it's time you're go for you to go, you're going to go. Okay. If it's not, the Lord's going to pull your your bacon out of the fire, so to speak. <clears throat> to use a kosher term, I guess. Huh? But um, he'll he'll rescue you and save you from it. He'll take away the effects of the shot or whatever. I'm convinced of that, okay? Because if Christians did it, it was out of ignorance and fear. Okay? It wasn't out of a, well, maybe some of them did it out of a duty to be good Americans or whatever, but... Um, uh, there's that's a problem with Christianity these days. People want to be good Americans, but they don't necessarily want to be good Christians. Okay, they want to <clears throat> reap all the benefits that America can offer them, and um, if it seems to conflict with what Yeshua wants us to do or not to do, um, that's kind of put on the back burner, and it's called grace. And grace is a wonderful thing. Grace means God did it. Okay, grace means that I was bound for hell. Um, there was no way I could get out of it, not on my own. But one day Yeshua went to the cross or the tree and died. And he said, forgive them, Father, for they know what to do now. Yes, he was talking about the soldiers and the people in the crowd. I think that he was talking about everybody. Okay. And when his blood <clears throat> went through the ground and it went and it fell on the Ark of the Covenant, which is right below where he was crucified, by the way. And, um, and hit the mercy seat. And then when he went to heaven and he split, he put his blood on the mercy seat, it sealed it all. It offered us grace, but it didn't offer us grace against stupidity. Okay. Now there are times when he'll still pull our bacon out of the fire, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> when we do something stupid. Okay. But I've, I've seen it so many times, you know, some guy smokes like a chimney 50 or 60 years comes down with cancer why is god doing this to me no you idiot you did it to yourself okay 
pardon my French, I didn't mean it, but, <clears throat> or, you know, the alcoholic, <clears throat> or the secret alcoholic that goes to church every Sunday and loses his heart. The issue is God. Um, he gets cirrhosis of the liver. His liver's dying. And he's slowly dying. He gets that diagnosis and he, why me, God? Why me? You did it to yourself. Okay. A lot of the things that, that happened to us happened because of us. Okay. I grew up in the Pentecostal realm and later on, I, I sort of got into charismania, but I saw what it was about and I got out of it. <clears throat> and um, I'm going to have to end this soon. My voice is like, I'll end it at the hour mark. Um, he, um, yeah, I've seen it so many times and, you know, oh, well, this bad happened. Satan's doing this to me. Satan did this to me. Satan did that to me. There's a demon behind this rock and under that rock and in that tree and everywhere else. And, and everything's the devil's fault. Well, you know, indirectly, sometimes, sometimes directly, but for the most part, he entices us and it's us that blow it. Okay. And you can blame the devil for everything that happens in your life. And you might be right sometimes. There's going to be a score of times that you're wrong. Okay. We like to blame him because when we blame him, we have no culpability. Well, I'm here to tell you that we have lots of culpability. What happens to us happens because of what we do mostly. Okay. Yes, he interferes. Yes, he comes in and sows discord between in families. He sows discord in churches. He splits, he, he, um, so is discord so much in churches that churches split up because their focus isn't on Yeshua. It's on the issue that they're fighting against each other doing. And he sows fear. And fear is the opposite. They say um, <clears throat> hate is the opposite of love. No, fear is. Hate is a hate happens because of fear. Okay. It's so there's love and fear, not love and hate. When you fear something you're uncertain about it and you fear it and you, you hate it because it's something that you have no control over or very little control over. And, um, <clears throat> so there's nothing else to think about, but, um, anyway, it's, um, sad state of affairs, but, uh, you know, there's always hope there really is. Um, we just got to turn our eyes away from other people, what they're doing. Um, that doesn't mean that we ignore what's going on, but <clears throat> we have to start looking at ourselves as before we look at other people. I don't know how many times I've said, you know, somebody will do something and I'll go, how could they do that? And then 20 minutes later, I'm doing the same thing. You know, thank Yahweh that he opens up my eyes to see that. And I hopefully have a humble and contrite time after that. And I apologize. And, um, repent um yeah don't ever ask why somebody did something trust me it's a setup for failure um i remember a number of years ago i was reading the prophets and um and i was reading about how israel and judah constantly provoke god how they god had prophets going to him and talking to them and telling them what was right while the enemy had false prophets going out and talking and 
And because they didn't know what was right, they couldn't discern what was right, and they believed the wrong guys all the time. And um, and one day I was sitting here watching or reading that, and, and I said, Lord, how can people that whose ancestors walked the Red Sea or through the Red Sea had a pillar of light by night, a cloud to cover them during the day, um, saw the angel of death come in and kill every firstborn of Egypt, you know, and all these different miracles that happened before Israel and and Judah were kingdoms. Yet they walked away. How could that happen? Well, I'm getting to see it in our society nowadays. But um, when I said that, something inside my soul went, uh-oh. You know, be careful what you ask for. You might get it. Um and that was followed by about two and a half to three years of, I call it a light backsliding. I still believed in the Lord. I believed that he was king and that Yeshua is God and and um, and all, all the basic tenets of our faith. But I was living under grace. And I was like, <clears throat> got into rock and roll music again, started going out drinking with people every once in a while. Not a lot, because I've never been a big boozer. Um, and started going my own way until one day when he knocked on my head and said, um, Hey, McFly, <laughs> look where you're going, McFly, you know, hello, anybody in there? And, um, and I went, yeah, I'm here and I see what you're trying to tell me. I see what you're telling me, maybe trying. Um, and yeah, you're right. And now I understand how people that have had such a transformation in their lives like believers do true believers that have you know there are those of us that <clears throat> grew up in the world and had a taste of the world um all the luxuries the all the drugs the alcohol the um lasciviousness and everything that was in the world and then we got saved from it so we know what's out there you know there are those of us that are like that some people grew up in the church and they usually end up rebelling sometimes they come back but um, not always though. Okay. I mean, they don't always rebel, but there's nothing like having lived a sinful life and come to Yeshua. Um, because you realize what you've been saved from. Okay. And when I talk to people about being saved, that's one of my main focus. I, I tell them, yeah, everybody tells you you got to be saved, but saved from what? And what did you do? You know, why are you out there and why is why is life got it in for you and and um, and stuff like that and go to explain the whole sin process, original sin, um, you know, that we're all born with original sin and that we're destined to go wayward and, and everything. And a lot of us do go wayward and um, that he saves us from ourselves and from the world and from a lot of things from sin, of course, but from ourselves because we're sinful creatures. We're fallen. We're a fallen race. And um, so anyway, <clears throat> that's why I um, I always explain to them, because I've heard it so many, you got to get saved. You got to get saved. You got to get saved. Well, I don't know. I'm lost. How do I know I'm lost? You know, and I, I go to a Baptist church, and God bless them. Wonderful people. But I kind of he, always hear, oh, I hope they get saved. Oh, I hope you get saved. Oh, I hope you get saved. You know, and, and I'm like, well, if you explain to them 
that they're not saved? Have you explained to them the condition that they're in? That, you know, what are they getting saved from? Tell them about the crap storm that's coming down the road because of their lives. And then when they realize that they need to be saved, then being saved is an even more important thing. <laughs> okay. I got a lot of problems with the church. I really do. And and I could sit here and list them and, and everything else, but uh, mostly the church is made up of well-meaning people that care about people. But there's a lot of ignorance, lots of ignorance. And um, unfortunately, that ignorance is sending more people to hell than preaching the gospel is bringing people into the kingdom of God. So I guess I ought to get off my soapbox with that's concerned. And my voice is about just about had it. So I just wanted to get on to explain to you why we weren't on on Monday. And hopefully next Monday we'll be on. Um, I'm trying to cut the bandwidth down as much as I can. I was really going, you know, house of fire for a while. I was um, doing two or three shows a week and I really like doing that. But um, when it cost me, um, it cost me like 80, 120 bucks a month just for the, um, the hotspot. And, um, you know, being retired and everything, it's something I, I can't do. So, um, unless the word, the Lord makes a way, um, I'm just going to be on every Monday along with Brian. Brian was really disappointed. We couldn't be on this week and I don't blame him. I was too, but he was all revved up and ready to go. And I said, man, I, I just can't do this. And uh, what I plan on doing <clears throat> in the days to come is sitting down with Brian, you know, over, we live almost a thousand miles away from each other, but, um, and just showing him all the ropes, the ins and outs and how to get on here and how to do things. And, and um, once I do that, <clears throat> he'll be able to, um, if I can't do a show, he'll be able to get on and do it. So, um, now, that will resolve a lot of problems, actually. But um, anyway, so I got the computer up and running. I've got everything up and going. And so far, it's, it's going pretty well. And um, I got to work out about getting on the LinkedIn. Um, there's a way to a live cast on LinkedIn. And I, I hope I don't have to buy a membership because that, that won't happen. But um, anyway, folks, <clears throat> I'm going to get going. I just want to explain to you. And uh, what you see by my appearance that um, it's about a long, strange trip it's been the last few week, last week or so. So um, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for um, for caring for those of you that do donate. Thank you so much. Every little bit matters. OK. And, uh, and we call them gifts. OK. Um, thanks. So thank you for those who, who give gifts. And I know that Yahweh will bless you in return. So until Monday, <clears throat> maybe sooner, but until Monday, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he give you peace. May he give you shalom beyond all understanding, a peace that goes beyond all understanding. In Yeshua's holy name, amen and amen. Good night, folks.